Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Ducats is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 (laughs) or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Ducats. Hey, y'all. Hey, D&D fam. How are you? How are you, Lee? I feel like it's been a month of Sunday since I've seen you. I missed you. Getting through this COVID summer. That's <laughs> yes. all I can say. Right, 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 right. All right, y'all. Well, welcome back. We are introducing this episode. We're really excited about a two-part series we're doing entitled Know Your Worth. Mm -hmm. And this week, we wanted to focus on businesses and business owners, specifically black businesses, just because that's really important um, that we support our own, um, if you're a member of color, a person of color, and just some of the areas that may be problematic from a business Mm -hmm. owner standpoint, why we do or don't support minority-owned businesses and things that we can do to support and things owners can do to be better. To make sure you're supported. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, but first, we wanted to recognize this week's Boss Bay. So, if you guys have been following us, you know that we love to highlight our Boss Bays. And our Boss Bays are people that are doing their things in the community. We've been highlighting, recently been highlighting a lot of minority business owners. We've highlighted mm-hmm. councilwomen. So, today's Boss Bay is going to be Rosa Parks farmer's market. So I'm mm. really excited about this because I know when the whole thing about supporting black businesses mm-hmm. was going around on social media, it was like, well, you know, we have our doctors, we have lawyers. We were finding hair stores that are black owned by us. But I was mm-hmm. like, wow, we, you know, it was like, but we don't have food. Could we be self-contained? Yeah. And I found Rosa Parks Farmer's Market off of All Baby's right. Ford in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So excited. Rosa Parks Farmer's Market's purpose is to bring fresh, affordable vegetables, fruits, and et cetera, to the Beatty's Ford Road Historic West End and the Greater West Charlotte communities. We welcome all the spirit of Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, their theme is May You Do Your Part in Transforming Lives Through Education. The Rosa Parks Farmers Market was established by co-founders. The Rosa Parks Farmers Market Community Advisory Council was established in 2015 and the Mecklenburg County Public Health Department. So those are the co-founders of it, the Advisory Council and the Public Health Department. It was named in honor of our beloved ancestor, Rosa Parks. It began its first operation on Tuesday, June 7, 2016, and the grand opening was on June 21, 2016, which included the blessing and cutting of the ribbon by Sheila McCauley Keys, the niece of Rosa Parks. Mm. It's an educational, transformative farmer's market, not merely transactional. They understand the value of education as the key to healthy living. 
The Rosa Parks Farm Market is a community-led agricultural program under incasolicit funds through their fiscal sponsorship with the Mail's Place. The Mail's Place is a 501c3 nonprofit. In the Rosa Parks Farmers Market Community Advisory Council, along with allies, govern the seasonal operation of the Rosa Parks Farmers Market. They are currently open, have been open since June 16th. They're open from June 16th to September 29th, every Tuesday from 3 to 7 p.m. They are located at 2020 Beatty's Ford Road in Charlotte, North Carolina, 28216, where they have vegetable, fruits, and more. We will definitely have their information in the show notes. And to the Rosa Parks Farmers and Markets, we say, hey, hey bae. All right, so let's get into it. Yes, yes, let's. Black business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first, let's really just talk about, I think it's important from a ducket standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, you know, you're new, you're excited. One of the things that can be a struggle is not only valuing yourself, mm-hmm. but also falling prey to that friends and family discount. Right. Okay. Right. So what I found interesting when I was working for a small business was that people are quicker to almost shortchange their own, Mm -hmm. um, especially friends and family than anyone else. So, you know, let's say from a a legal standpoint, you tended to have an hourly rate. Mm -hmm. So my hourly rate is $150. Right. And I say, okay, well, it's going to be $150 an hour. I'm estimating it might be five hours mm-hmm. immediately somebody <laughs> who knows you mm-hmm. somebody like oh lee 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 if you really know me right, you really right, go right, back right. oh you can't cut that down to 75 mm-hmm. and just i think for me a lot of times a frustrating thing was if bill told you it was 150 dollars mm-hmm. an hour you would not be haggling with not him. at all and i think that could be problematic not only because of just the perception behind that mm-hmm. the fact that there's a bit of what's the word I'm looking for obligation the there's a bit of that there's a bit of expectancy Mm. um Mm -hmm. the assumption that because maybe you know them we talked about that black tax just because you know them that they're gonna cut you a deal Mm -hmm. and I I mean they may or may not maybe on a traffic ticket Mm -hmm. you know but I think that a lot of times that could be problematic for the for the person who is getting out there as a new business because you're so new and you want people to like you and come back and things like that and I think it's important to remember that out here everyone has bills mm-hmm. everyone has and those some, bills are not discounted they're not it is what it is they right every dollar and cent and i think the other thing with that is most of the time because we already know there's going to be the haggling of the friends and family mm-hmm. discount the price we've already quoted them is probably already discounted that too so <laughs> then they're like can you cut it even you know lower you know and i then, already gave you 10 percent, right <laughs> and so we you know we kind of hit it on black tax but my thing is when you talk about well can you cut me a deal you know me that were you in the grind with me okay were you, you know were you in the ground with me to be able to get here were you in the late nights of me starting this business mm-hmm. mama and daddy is one thing siblings right. are one thing you know what i'm saying and more than likely because they have put in the time and they've mm-hmm. put in the work and they see those aren't going to be the people that's asking you right. for the discount. Mm-hmm. So what what was your investment into this person for you to feel entitled to be able to ask for that discount? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing. I'm not going to say. Yeah, actually, it is. It is. I was about to say it's nothing wrong with it, but it is something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, if you were going outside of this person that you knew, 
you would not it it wouldn't be a blink if no. they said one hundred fifty dollars for you're either going to pay it or you're not. T- and it would be done. Mm-hmm. You would go on to the next person. Right. You would get a quote, but it wouldn't be. Can you bring your prices down? Right. Can but, you devalue your mm-hmm, worth? Can you devalue mm-hmm. your services? Um for me right and we have no problem treating somebody like the farmer's market right you, know, if you want to have go there that's more that, than appropriate that's awesome there are times and places the flea market yes the far, <laughs> there are times and places where haggling is Get your expected deal. right mm-hmm. but my services for you know my my traffic services or right. my family law services that's that's not one of those times this is not the esquire flea market it's not <laughs> at all um and i think that from a business owner standpoint it is important and to remember that because mm-hmm. I think especially when you're new there's that pressure to not only get the business right. of course right. but also get repeat customers mm-hmm. and it can feel especially in the moment like an incredible pressure to kind of bend on that right. or okay I guess I'll mm-hmm. but what you'll notice is when it's time to whether it's doing your books or paying those bills mm-hmm. you're going to notice a shortage on your end right? and how many times are you going to have to do more to recoup that loss? Right. Um, and I think maybe some of it, maybe we just don't know mm-hmm. um, that maybe we don't know how to value ourselves. So one of the things that uh, you and I were talking about is just in starting any business is doing market research. Yes. So, so important. Yeah. So within Everyone's city is different. Every municipality is different. So one thing that we would suggest is to look for your city as you're getting started within whatever your industry mm-hmm. is. What is the going rate for what you do? Right. And based on how many years of experience. So if you have, you know, five to ten years experience, you could probably charge a mm-hmm. little more than mm-hmm. someone who's mm-hmm. just getting started. Yep. Um, and using that and, and then when you approach a, a deal, it's not one size fits all. So if you're approaching a project that has more complexity mm-hmm. or you have to travel. That's going to um, work, yeah. Yeah, that's going to require more, um, I guess, in, in the in car mm-hmm. industry, they would say, like, the labor. Yeah, because I, I, I remember that a lot when I was in private practice is mm-hmm. that, you know, people from my hometown will call me. And I'm like, that's a two and a half hour drive. And yeah. I charge by the hour. Mm-hmm. So you could probably be cheaper at coming out and getting somebody local, you know, and it right. wasn't to shade them, but that's mm-hmm. gas money, that's mm-hmm. travel, that's hours, that's time away from a local case that I could be taking yeah. out that will only take me 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. you have to be able to compensate for them things. And, and you know, and this whole know your worth is don't be scared to charge. You know the back end of everything that you're right. paying for. You know those expenses and mm-hmm. what it will cost. That Those people are not going to be in your books. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when you're in those books, you're like, dang, I should have charged more for this or, right but you're now you're the one having to cover up the short short end right because you've already told right. them oh okay mm-hmm. so i will say when something and you know when it doesn't feel right yeah. it's, it's one thing you know we're not saying fifty dollars whatever that's right. that's your decision right, right, right. but you know when someone you've already set a rate and mm-hmm. you've said we're going to assume you're you know good at what you do mm-hmm. you've set a reasonable rate right and someone is trying to slash you in half, you have to remember one of the quick's earliest tips that no is a complete sentence. Absolutely. It just is. Period. Period. Okay. Point blank. Full stop. <laughs> Do not pass go. Yes. Or, you know? And the other thing is in doing that research, remembering that 
as time passes, you can and should be getting better at mm-hmm. what you do. You're Absolutely. honing your craft. You're if it's if it's necessary and required, you're taking continued education. Mm-hmm. So you are building that experience. Revisit the market research. Mm-hmm. Revisit your uh, prices and things like that as you build and as you grow and as your skill set evolves. So right. don't just you know it might have been fair to be 150 hours, a uh, 50 dollars an hour. Excuse me, when you were just starting. Right. When you're 10 years in a game. And inflation out here, okay? Right. You need to reevaluate. <laughs> right. That one fifty might need to go up a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. So, and then you also, and with especially with services, mm-hmm. um, and you're talking about trades and services, you have to mm-hmm. take into account, you know, yeah, I might discount you my service price, but if the price of, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, air conditioner has gone up, if the price mm-hmm. of um, you know, me hiring a paralegal mm-hmm. has gone up because of, like you said, the market of what I'm paying out, right. then yeah, I'm going to have to charge you mm-hmm. more, you know? And mm-hmm. it's not always just a person trying to get over because right. that's instantly what we think when it comes to our own businesses. And that's really sad. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> it is. And then also thinking about that, um, when you were talking about like you know charging charging your prices think mm-hmm. about the like targeted clientele like right. what are your clientele going to be if you're targeting a certain demographic mm-hmm. then you have to be mindful yeah. of the prices that you're charging because that demographic mm-hmm. may be able to afford it easily mm-hmm. or if you know they may not so right. um it's very important to because you know you can be in you know there are attorneys that might charge two hundred dollars for mm-hmm. you know an hour of family law cases or to be able to handle a family law case i'll say and then there are char- attorneys that are charged fifteen hundred dollars okay so you know and it's not it, it just it's all depending on the clientele and the demographic mm-hmm. now when you talk about their bar dues right when you talk about the privilege license that they have to pay mm-hmm. when you talk about the their office rent the, co- the office rent <laughs> the office rent when you talk about the materials of Mm -hmm. you know going to to those filings and all that stuff all that has to be taken into consideration when they charge something with any service when someone charges Mm -hmm. something nine times out of ten all of that is not going into their purse right absolutely and understand that business owners only get paid once all of that is Mm -hmm. covered Mm -hmm. they might get what's left right and when you're first starting, I think, what was the statistic? A lot of businesses fail within the first five years. Right. When you're first started, it could take you up to five years, sometimes more, to even be in the black. Right. To, to even, even break, be breaking even. a profit. Yes. So yes, yes. I think it's important to remember, as especially as consumers, if you're not an entrepreneur, either way. I mean, I'm going to support you either way just mm-hmm. because that's who I am. But right. Me too. I understand that all of that money that they're charging me when I get my hair done, mm-hmm. all of that didn't necessarily go in her pocket. She mm-hmm. got to buy more products. She mm-hmm. got to pay this electricity for the air, right. air dryer. So I think, it, yeah. you know, you really have to remember that. And, and when you said the clientele that you targeted, mm-hmm. and I know we'll get into it later, but I just wanted to put it out there while it was on my mind. Your presentation and your product mm-hmm. needs to mirror your goal. Yeah. So if you and and let me be clear, your presentation should be quality regardless. Regardless. But you yeah. can't be boutique posh this that and the third, and your website <laughs> is raggedy. You cannot. <laughs> or don't work at all. That does not match up. That dog won't no. hunt. I just, I just mm. needed to say it before I forgot. Yep. <laughs> Pin in it. We're gonna we're gonna circle right back. We'll come back to it. So the other thing, and I've uh, I've heard this a lot. It's troubling to me. 
a lot of us feel a way about supporting our own. Mm. A, a, for a lot of people, um, black businesses do not have the best reputation. Right. And so we wanted to explore, like, why don't we support our own? What is, what's up with that? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I think it's, I mean, we, we know because of, I guess I'll say, studying, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and making sure that we have a... Uh, um, evidence-based foundation of being able to discuss yes. the conversation. Yes, evidence-based. Right? But I know me and you both are like pro-black yes. business, yes. right? So, um, at some point... pro-black does not mean anti-everything else. It does not. It does not. It that, does not you know, but, I mean, and just, I mean, anybody's situation, like, mm-hmm. most people, when they support their businesses, let's be honest, you usually support people that tend to look like you or that's True. the hope mm-hmm. right so when we go into target mm-hmm. we're supporting somebody ceo that True. doesn't look like that no, like look like not. us right mm-hmm. um when we go into the hair markets mm-hmm. so i mean it's not it's not a whole you know pro-black thing but yeah when i look for services you know i was engaged before when i mm-hmm. look for those services my cake vendor my mm-hmm. dress vendor all those things, I wanted to be able to support people that usually probably would not be supported, that don't have the higher, bigger, you know, David's Bridal Marketing. Right. You know, yeah. I wanted to be able to make sure that I try to look out for those services mm-hmm. that failed in some areas. Mm-hmm. You know, in some areas it was really great, you know, yeah. but, you know, and that's also for the failures. Right. We're going to talk about that as well, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything wrong with it, but there are people, like you said, that just are just like nah yeah because there's this stigma Mm -hmm. um that we're not professional that we're not punctual Mm -hmm. um and and uh, and other things yeah and and one thing i will say so unfortunately it's weird i think it's that thing so you remember when you're in school Mm -hmm. and if you're and my experience was being in some of the advanced classes unfortunately I would be one of you or one of the only. And you, a lot of times, were expected to almost answer for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm, Mm -hmm. we're not a monolith, but you were expected to answer for the the black community, right? And one of the things that I've noticed in conversations that I've had is one bad experience Mm -hmm. within a black business. Mm -hmm. It might be in the auto industry. Right. It will cut across. To mm, I don't know about that black on hairdresser. Yeah, nothing Still to do with that with that, that mechanic that just fixed your car. <laughs> right. And so I think it's really interesting that it, like I said, it transcends just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. representing in the educational mm-hmm. forms or things like that. I think it's unfortunate that it just spreads that far. Yeah. Um. And I think one of the examples I heard um on a different podcast that I listened to was that when we have a bad experience at a big chain, like you mentioned, like Target, we don't necessarily, most of us don't. Now, some of us mm-hmm. will just cut you off. But most of us, if we have a bad experience with one particular individual at one particular chain, mm-hmm. we're not going to say, I'll never go to Target again. Right. We just write that off as, you know what, I might write a comment about April at that store, mm-hmm. but we're going to be back at Target. Right. Target gets yes. the calling. Yes. You know? Yes. But when we have a bad experience at a black-owned business, mm-hmm. it's like, Done. Done. 
I no, I will not. Done. They don't usually get to rectify the situation. No. They can't make it right. No. I mean, there could be many times that you don't went up into McDonald's mm-hmm. or Starbucks and got your coffee wrong or your burger wrong, and you back there next week. With right, and but, McDonald's ice cream machine stay broke. I don't understand. <laughs> right, but let a caterer, mm-hmm. you know, a small minority owned caterer, mess up an order. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna give them another chance to even refunding because I understand most of the times when we go to small owned businesses for. Yeah. Services of that magnitude, it's usually for an event, right? Or it's a big foreign deal. date. Mm-hmm. Got it. They can't. You can't redo that the date. Event. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But instead of like letting them try to rectify the situation, we'll do your next event for free. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll refund your money back. Right. Like, Instead of saying, you know, the customer service was excellent, but they messed up in this one area. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just bad reviews. And like you said, I'm, I I tried it. Right. I, I tried to no support. More. Right. <laughs> and it's like, how did this metastasize right. to, you know, like like I said, the, the beautician Completely or the black owned, yeah. you know, in some other business. Yeah. And I even, I want to, I grapple with this because I don't know. I can't label it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't give it a name. One of the things that I experienced when I was at a small firm was the assumption that we'll use the name Bill mm-hmm. to represent the you know usual corporate entity. Mm-hmm. The assumption that because it's not a business of color, mm-hmm. because they charge the prices that they do, it is better than Absolutely. the mom and pop law firm. And yes. I've literally had yes. you know people ask me like okay well who is the you know white upper echelon person within the that I should work with mm-hmm. and it's like why is it assumed that you know black means poor quality right. I, I really grapple with that I don't I don't know if it's a historical thing mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a self-hate I don't know what feeds that I I really don't know what to call it but I think that's something I've noticed that I think hinders Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses who have uh, are of great quality Mm -hmm. um, do outstanding jobs from really getting that look yeah and like you said we are quick to write a review and we are quick to you know most small businesses are word of mouth and it's just like just imagine if you had let her do that wonderful wedding cake like you said right. and we see the pictures on Instagram mm-hmm. because that's what we do if, if it ain't right. you know if you don't post it it ain't happen hello um, <laughs> and what that could do because even if you just tagged her Mm-hmm. That could lead to so mm-hmm. much business, and mm-hmm. so I just I don't know. I want I want us to do better about that and that yeah. assumption. And I definitely think that oh, you know, that was our inspiration for the boss base, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we definitely want to support and we want to thank our D and D family for yeah. the way you guys have been responding to boss base and calling these people. Yes. They booked them busy. I know. Okay. I'm so excited. Yes. So that was definitely our inspiration for the boss base because we like we just want to support people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, those those small minority business owners, yeah. wanna, you know, people that are doing things that you might not have otherwise heard of. Because mm-hmm. I've been in Charlotte for since 2005 and I had no idea mm-hmm. that there was a, a fresh market. Right. <laughs> you right. know, I didn't know that we had a hair care store. There are mm-hmm. so many things, you know, that we didn't know. So just exposure, you know, and when mm-hmm. you can give, um, like you said, that tag. Yeah. It, what does that hurt you? It's free. What it's does straight it hurt up free you? advertising for them. Good. Pay it forward. Pay it forward because somebody is, you know, and it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's also this um, crabs in a barrel. Mm. 
mentality when it comes to supporting black businesses. Like, oh, if I support them. I mean, I have sisters Mm -hmm. that are, you know, live sisters that are also doing podcasts. I'm, hey, Right. Might have them on the show. Okay. Like, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand, like, this, if I support you, then it's not enough for me to eat. Right, right. <sighs> and I think that's one of the things that I say all the time. First of all, what's for you is, is for you. for you. And it's not going to be necessarily to the detriment of others. Right. Everybody can eat. Yes. And I, I don't get it. I know you and I have our own business ventures mm-hmm. and we've reached out to people. That's why, you know, in some of our interviews, we're so happy that people say, like, I just reached out and right. I talked to this person, that right. person. Because even as I was starting my own business, like, I would tell you that, yeah, I talked to so-and-so in this city and just trying to get an idea, yeah. try to partner. And because... You don't know what you don't know. Right. And I think that's really important as a small business to link with people mm-hmm. who have more experience, to get advice, to yeah. kind of just ask questions. And it can be frustrating and unfortunate mm-hmm. when we don't support each other because it's like now I have to figure out how to get this knowledge. Or right. now it's almost like, oh, so I have to learn the hard way. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, and that's, that's like you blaze the trail. There are trailblazers. Mm-hmm. You made yes. that trail. Hopefully, mm-hmm. your mentality is I made this trail so it'll be easier for the next person that comes up Correct. behind me. And I don't understand a person that wouldn't, like you said, as you were going through yours and trying mm-hmm. to get mentors and trying to get help. Like, how would a person in a completely different state yeah. not want to help Someone you? literally said, oh, so you my competition. Sir? I'm sorry. Excuse I, me? I thought we were trying to help just people. <laughs> I Okay. Just, I don't. <laughs> I, that just, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really... It's hard yeah. one. We gotta we gotta do better. Everyone can eat. Everyone. We gotta do better. Yeah. And, and I think and I think that's very uh I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say I'm going to say is I was going to say it's very prominent in our communities, mm-hmm. but I have I'm not privileged to sit in the house of someone else's community. Right. Right. So from yeah. the outside we see that, you know, I'll talk about the the hair markets, mm-hmm. you know. We know historically they when they come over here, mm-hmm. they set up a house, they set yep. up a business, they set mm-hmm. up starters for someone to pull somebody else over and for them to start, you know, but right. we don't do that mm-hmm. for each other. And it's right. just like Yo, if we yeah. build that chain, right. the, you know, if we build that chain link fence, eventually mm-hmm. the whole house can be protected. Exactly. Yes. And I think it's important because, as you said, the supporting each other mm-hmm. and, and we don't know what's going on in other yeah. communities. But this this statistic and I kept trying to find something different and I was not finding a different statistic. Mm. It was very it was bothering me because I was like, that can't be right. Right. But what I saw was it was saying that the a dollar circulates within the Caucasian community for seven seventeen days. The Jewish community for twenty, the Asian community <sighs> for thirty, and it said the black dollar circulates for six hours. <gasps> like I was like it don't, it don't even stay a day. I I looked and I just said, okay, you know, maybe I just need to find somebody's Westlaw or something. I just, this can't be right. But I'm regardless. I'm trying to close Yeah, it. I'm like, even if it's more than six hours, the fact is when you look at these numbers, it is 20 and 30 times more in every community for how long their dollar circulates within right. the community. But yet the black power the dollar is what, in the trillions? Yes, our, the black Buying power currently is one point one trillion. But it stays within our own community. Let's give it a day. All right, we could do that. Less than a day. Mm-hmm. 
And it said of that 1.1 trillion, like 2% stay with are actually within the community to black owned businesses. So 2% of 1.1 trillion. That's what we're talking about. That's the kind of buying power we're talking about. That is huge. It is not because we don't have the businesses. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if you took if we if you took 25% of 1.1 trillion, I don't even know. I'm not a math person. It's a lot. (laughs) Okay. It's a billions of dollars. It's a billions of dollars. If you took 25% and invest in, in, and circulated that within, whether it's small businesses and, and across the spectrum, legal, medical, dentist, daycare, can you imagine what, the, you what imagine? kind of impact that would have? And then especially in the current environment, it's important because I think they were saying just as recently as this week, right now, one in five small businesses will not be able to come yeah, back from COVID. due yeah. to the implications of, of the COVID. Pandemic, yeah. And of that, you know, so that's just all small businesses. It was saying specifically within black business, I think 41 percent less mm-hmm. um, or 41 percent. There's been a cut in as, as far as 41 percent. I'm not sure if that means there's 41 percent are failing or 41 percent less are doing business. Right. I don't know. Right, right, right. But that's over a third in terms of how black small business has been affected mm-hmm. uh, just by the current climate. Yeah. You know, so that statistic made me sad. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to perk back up. I'm like, sorry, just, but that's just magnifying the importance. Like if you of that, supporting, yes, yeah, yes, that's, yes, that's that's a bright side. That is what you can do. You know, there's still there's still some still open. Right, you can still hit them up, make yeah. an appointment. Yeah, yeah put yeah. your mask on. Yeah, and there are a lot of um because of the current environment with everything, we're trying to support black businesses and. With all of the, I guess, I was going to say riots, but no, I'm not going to say riots. With all the um, rallies. Yes. Um, There was, you know, there's been a lot of PDFs, documentations Mm -hmm. being compiled and Mm -hmm. circulated with black business owners on them. And it's like, this just, this doesn't need to be a fad. Catch Mm -hmm. on. Yes. If this is what it took, you know, unfortunately to catch on, but like... Yeah. We need our Wall Street back. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I one of my favorite nail shops, you know, mm-hmm. for the longest time, you know, yeah. you just always think they're like Asian nail shops, Asian mm-hmm. nail shops. One of my favorite nail shops is black-owned. Yeah, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. it's extremely professional, mm-hmm. beautiful environment. Okay. Like cute love it right love it i like that it's i like that it's smaller so mm-hmm. i feel like i mm-hmm. i feel like i've gotten a personalized yeah, you experience. meet the owner right, right. i don't yeah. feel rushed up out my chair no, they're not trying to file my the, nails at the, the same best time manicures and pedicures i have mm-hmm. ever had um so yeah guys we have to we just have to do better mm-hmm. because like you said because you know we have when you look at the number of trillions uh-huh. Uh, it's not that we don't have the money. So you can't say we don't support our own because we don't have. Right. So now let's be clear. We have less. Right. But we have. Right. <laughs> and, and and that's that, that statement. We have less, but we put more of it mm. into others. Ooh, say that. So I, what, what sense is that? They give you less. Mm-hmm. And then what you have, you take it and pour it back into them. Right. Like, and say, please, sir, we want some more. Uh, <laughs> some more tea, please. <laughs> you know, no, that 
I tried. <laughs> Jesus. So the next subject. Okay. <laughs> so we need a trip. I know. <laughs> That's where that came from. I know it was bad. COVID is wrecking I our did summer. My best. We have not been anywhere this year. I did my best English accent. I really did. Quick, we just we need a trip. Sorry, so, that, sorry for that segue. Continue. So the one thing you were saying, there's a there's documentation going mm-hmm. around. So we will have that up on the website yeah. um, for your availability because there were every everything from black beauty mm-hmm. hair care to uh, black bookstores, hotels. Um, I think I even saw spirits. You know, like I said, if you like something a little yeah. stronger as you Which listening. is interesting because until you said that to me, like I never even dawned on me to find a black owned mm-hmm. quote unquote ABC store. Like yeah. it never dawned on me. Like, mm-hmm. oh. I mean, yeah. outside of North Carolina, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and I recently saw, and if I could find it, we would make sure to put it in documentation. There was also a black-owned um, Lowe's, I will say. So, mm. you know, home home improvement yeah. store mm-hmm. that was black-owned. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to put that out there. So, you know, we've done the homework for you. Just yeah. Just go out there and spend your money. Yeah. Um, so the other thing we want to talk about, because we don't want to just harp on people not supporting mm-hmm. um, to whom much is given, much is required. Yes. So we want to just have a little meeting, a little coming to Jesus mm-hmm. with the business owners. Some valid reasons why people don't support. A few best practices. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you a story. Picture it. Charlotte, (laughs) 2000-something. Eyes are closed. I wanted to support a black business. Mm -hmm. I was getting some, it involved fabric and Mm -hmm. seamstressing, and, you know, I was just getting something designed. Mm -hmm. And I reached out. um, I was given a quote. I paid my funds. The the item didn't work out, but I was given an alternative. Mm -hmm, So, okay, mm -hmm. cool. I said when I needed it because it was for an event. And um, basically, it just started becoming a situation of non-responsiveness. Right. So, I'm emailing. I'm not hearing anything for three, four days. But this person is heavily active on social media. Mm. So, eventually, I just found something else. But I think for me, it did leave a bad taste in my mouth because I'm, you know, literally getting something done for a wedding. So now I got to find something else to wear to this wedding. Um, And there's you just kind of go ghost. And so for some people, they will just say, as we've discussed before, well, forget it. I'm not supporting black business. I could just go to such and such. I continue supporting businesses, just not that one. Right. Um, I get it. A lot of us are what some people call me-eos. It is just you. You are the CEO. You are the secretary. You are the uh, communication director. You are marketing. You are are a team of one. I get it. We all have to start somewhere. We all are not Target who has multiple people for multiple things. Yes. The thing is, when you're a team of one, then you need to set things up so that you still operate in a professional manner. And I think that maybe it varies across businesses, but I just know at my job, you can't go more than 24 to 48 hours without responding to an email. Right. And not get a follow-up. So I would say 
have a building a practice where you respond to emails carve out a certain time of the day maybe okay maybe you're not tethered to the phone you have things to do especially if you're a creative you know you're you're working on things throughout the day but maybe at the end of each day whatever time your work day ends check your emails for the day and respond to people so not only that but you know if you're out of town because again you're a team of one you still have a life you might still take vacation things like that set up automatic e- yes, email it's so easy yeah i mean d- d- there's various platforms for managing your email and managing the distribution letters if you're a person who's subscription based right set up something that just says thank you for your email i'm currently out of office i'll return on if you want to build a day or two in there as a buffer right and just say i will follow up with your email within 24 to 48 hours thereafter upon my return right, right. i mean it is that it don't take much it really doesn't and i think that sometimes I get it also your capital may be limited but you have to spend the capital you do have when you're getting started on things like that that are so important and Mm -hmm. the things that really make a difference in your brand right so that would be the first thing is responsiveness and then we always talking about duck is like some of that stuff is free like if Mm -hmm. you have your business on Facebook Mm -hmm. Facebook has an automated email so when a person inboxes you they get an automated message Mm. it's nice it's Mm -hmm. a real nice feature okay it's free Mm -hmm. so yeah and the other thing is as you build so again we were saying that scale your business and evolve with your business so at a certain point when you notice that I got a lot of orders I got a lot going on and I know that it's your baby and I know that our business you know we want to be a part of every little bit but at a certain point when you notice that it is just too much going right. on for you, the cheapest way to keep overhead, if, if you don't have an office, get a virtual assistant. They could be at home. You just got to get them set up with whatever <laughs> laptop, right, di- right. you know, uh features that you need to be able to handle that, to handle the communication. Um, I know a lot of people will use college interns. You can link with some colleges and see if they could get some kind of credit mm-hmm. or if there's something you could do That's to good. run your social media because yeah. Lord knows they know more about tweeting than I do. <laughs> so you can, that's yes, free. They do. That is free. It's, it's credit for them. You know, right. enlist those services to save you money yeah. um, at the beginning, but also make it easier for you to do your job mm-hmm. and do it well you know that's Um, a really good idea because like you said they get to also put that on their resume mm -hmm. right right Mm. so professionalism Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just it's very important i know i'm gonna go ahead and talk about the stereotype of um black people time oh gosh (laughs) that don't work in business we call it cp time right that c that (laughs) cp time it don't work in business, folks. Mm-hmm. You have to be punctual. If you tell somebody, 4 o'clock, don't show up at 445 without a text, without a warning, and a my bad. And depending on setup and everything you got to do, if you told them 4 o'clock, you need to be there at 330. <laughs> right. You need to be ready to go right. at 4 o'clock. Especially photographers. Like, I just thought about that. Like, I can't think of, you know, I couldn't imagine. Because you billing me by the hour. Mm-hmm. You billing me for 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. if you show up a minute out of my time. Right. We we got some problems. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, punctuality is just so important in yes. business. Yes. And if, like you say, if you're not going to, don't know show. That'll right. kill your business. Right. Do not know show. And, again, things happen, but have a build within mm-hmm. your business some kind of, whether you want to call it a playbook mm-hmm. 
or just the mandates that you have for your business, build in some contingencies because right. we know things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid there's an accident or tra- or things like that. You need to have built in some kind of cushion. Right. So, hey, leave early. You need to have built in what are your policies if the customer isn't satisfied. Mm-hmm. Because if a customer is not satisfied, to an extent, they're, you know, they're always right. Now, right. I'm not saying that somebody's just being a butthole to just, you know, accept that Mm -hmm. but if there's something that you could have done better and they're expressing to you their their issue you need to have some kind of standard remedy Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. you know and that and that will keep you not only off of bad reviews because people will say that that you know xyz happened but they were able to do Mm -hmm. it it was you know totally worth it like people will work with you when you're working with them yes and i think Mm -hmm. you know i've even had like you said line sisters have told me they've ordered certain stuff and the business has argued with them right about when something was supposed to be there about if the quality was right what i don't understand so have, unless you have an, you know, and not that small mm-hmm. uh, language that we can't see in the in the right. Business. But if you have that, you know, no returns, mm-hmm. that that's one thing, right? But if that's not a blatant part of your policy, a written yes. part of your policy, then the way to keep customers and and that's even any if you decide to go into a customer facing service, right. a customer facing business then you have to be willing to deal with customers. Okay. Like, you know how you would be in the same situation. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, it's not necessarily that you did something wrong or Mm -hmm. that you messed up. How do you remedy it? Right. Like, fussing with a customer because they weren't satisfied with your service and then then blaming them. Right. That's not... That's not making me come back no. or recommend my friends to this not business. Good. I mean, recently in Fayetteville, it was so bad that the owner like legit cussed out the customer. Okay, and it went it went very bad. Mm. Like it went real quick. It went viral. Wow. Not a not a good thing. Like no. it's, you know, all it took was for you to remake a plate. Okay. And now it's on the internet forever. <laughs> Done. And that's you. So you said something. You said a word because you know one of my pet peeves is bad customer service. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Know to thy own self be true. Yes. If you know you are not a people person, don't. you need to think about why you're in a customer facing <laughs> business. If you know you don't like people. Right. Um. Or maybe you need to be the face of the business. You need mm-hmm. to be a silent partner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and have somebody else, an office manager, something yeah. like that built yeah. in. If you know you do not have the personality type to yeah. deal with people, yeah. then that's something then to rethink. the business, but right. let somebody else be the face Right, because the, the bad customer ex- uh, service, bad customer experience is a quick way to drive business to away. To be one of those that fail. Okay? Yes. So, and the other thing is, as we were saying before, when you know your clientele, because one of the first things you should do when you're starting your business is envision what does your customer look like? Mm-hmm. Who is the person you're trying to help? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they tell you in a lot of these business classes that your business should solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, who are you solving that problem for? What does he or she look like? Your, you know, one of the first things, and again, there are some very low cost ones, your website is important at some point because we're in a social mm-hmm. world. And again, if you're not big on social media, get somebody's college intern. Mm-hmm. If you got a teenage niece, a nephew, figure something out. Mm-hmm. But get that presence because that's how people are doing business now. Yeah. And so your website needs to reflect and clearly state what you do mm-hmm. and who you do it for. Right. 
Um, and as you evolve, that website, you know, can be revamped. Mm-hmm. It can it can get prettier mm-hmm. or fancier and have these features as you can afford, you know, whatever the monthly fee that goes right. up. Do those things. But you, to me, telling me you a, a boutique XYZ and you got typos on your website, I don't see, I don't get, that's not lining up right. for me. So and it doesn't it doesn't take much. I mean, we will highlight uh, Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do websites for you. They yes. can do like you know if you're not tech savvy, mm-hmm. hire somebody. It doesn't. It's not a tr- trust me. It does not have to be a two hundred fifty, three hundred, four hundred dollar web expert without mm-hmm. a SQL. No, it it doesn't have to be that you no. could. First, if you choose not to do it for free, because there are options out there mm-hmm. that you can do it by yourself for thirty dollars or less. Yeah, but you can hire someone to, like you said, just at least get you a website presence. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to have something out there, make sure that it is professional looking. Right. With the way that cameras are set up now on mm-hmm. phones, there's no reason to have a janky looking picture. Right. On your website, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just not like there are filters within the phone that can right. can do that. And worst um, case, if you don't like, you can even go almost like a um, the passport pictures. Right, you can go on over to uh, Walgreens or one of them go get dressed. Yes, and they could e- at least get a headshot because again, part of and I think Tanya said it in a previous episode when she was talking about her business, mm-hmm. my working life. She was saying that it was in, it was nice to see the quality of her pictures grow, grow. and grow as the business grew so it's start somewhere Mm -hmm. but you can still have good quality just because your ducats are low Mm -hmm. you can still produce good quality and one of the things that we wanted to talk about um a last thing we wanted to kind of discuss on this topic was making sure that you protect your brand Mm -hmm. so i think so quick and i attorneys by trade we think legal protection right okay so before (laughs) we even record it we said, okay, let's look into this trademark. Let's look right. into... Because the thing is, it's pros and cons on both sides. There are people that go out here, they start their business, they just go get some business card, mm-hmm. booming, not a problem. And that's not necessarily a problem unless Joe Smo sees that, oh, that's a catchy name, mm-hmm. I'm going to go trademark it real quick. Right. And suddenly your brand is not protected. Right. Or now you have to change your business name and everybody knows you mm-hmm. by that name. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a movie, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically like the McDonald's Brothers. Mm-hmm. How they went through all of that drama because someone saw that they had a great idea and they went through a lot of issues dealing with that trademark. It's pretty, you know, we were, like I said, pro protect your brand first. Because especially if you have a little catchy name, like, do you know how long it took this? Deep as a duck? That took a long time. Well, I put her through to be able to come up with. That took a long time to conjure. (laughs) There were several iterations. So I think, you know, for us, we just said before we make a dollar, Mm -hmm. we want to make sure we're good on that Mm -hmm. front. So, again, do it. And we do, like she said, that Mm -hmm. that is because of our um, legal background. That's, Mm -hmm. That's because of our um, attorney mind because I mm-hmm. do know people that have very successful businesses right. that still are not trademarked. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you always run the risk of Someone somebody going that. out and snatching that name. Mm-hmm. And then Even you if have the to... name is registered mm-hmm. with the Secretary of State, which is another please register. It, yes, the, register your least, business. Yes. Do a search. Mm-hmm. Make sure the name is not out there and register the name with the Secretary right. of State and, you know, get an EIN number and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But, yeah, if you don't trademark it, someone mm-hmm. can take your name. Right. And then you'll have to revamp. 
And then they can send you Everything. somebody cease and desist. <laughs> the nerve. They can do that. Right. So, yeah, really think about as you grow, whether you, you know, want to jump out there mm-hmm. and take the risk and say, oh, I'll get to it later. Yeah. Really have that in the back of your head. When you mm-hmm. do get, you know, about $1,000 or so to protect yourself, do that. Because that 1000 will be worth it. And yeah. it will come back. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the other thing besides registering your business with your state uh, secretary mm-hmm. of state Look into what is best for you. Sit down with a CPA mm-hmm. because each business entity has different implications. Right. But sit down and figure out what is best for you in terms of what kind of business you are. Are you an LLC? Are you a sole proprietorship? Are you an S corp, a mm-hmm. C corp? Like there's it. There's not one right answer. Right. I will say be careful with that sole mm-hmm. proprietorship. I'm not a fan of that mm-hmm. just because I will, in the in the simplest legal aspect, I will say your personal assets are not protected if right. you're a sole proprietorship. If someone right. wants to sue you, they can come for your stuff. Your stuff. Your Where truck, is the Right. Your, right. Your things. Whereas the other entities, mm-hmm. you're sheltered, provided you're not doing things like commingling your money, things mm-hmm. like that. That's another story for another day. It is another story for another day. <laughs> and you know we are definitely going to get into that in a future mm-hmm. podcast. We will like lay it out on the line right. um, and bring someone in for that as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just things to be able to consider as you're building your business, you know, mm-hmm. protecting your business. Yeah. And um, I think from an outside looking in, I'm not going to say necessarily that people, it depends on how much they invest. And if you charge me $1,500, yeah, I'm looking up to see if you registered. Like right. I'm looking up to see <laughs> what your stuff is are you with the better business bureau Mm -hmm. if if you taking that kind of money from me now if you coming Mm -hmm. over you know charging me you know twenty five dollars or thirty dollars for a mobile car wash Mm -hmm. come on over all right right it's different but um that kind of stuff is is important with the tax implications Mm -hmm. and like you said i mean people are you know unfortunately or fortunately depending on the business that you're Mm -hmm. in we do live in a very heavy sue me state yeah. Mm-hmm. Sumi country. Very, I would say. Yes, very <laughs> so, litigious. You know, you always want to make sure that you're protecting what you're building. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yes, protect your brand. Small businesses do better. Do mm-hmm. some, you know, best practices. Yeah. Look at your policies. Develop some policies mm-hmm. if you don't have them. Because, you know, you not you aren't just your mom and pop shop. You are that thing that you dreamt of being. You right. are going to become a, you know, Empire, okay. You gonna yes, be you are. You're gonna yes, be a you business business, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So it is time. We have time for one quick, uh, dear diva letter. Yes. We want to hear from you. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to hear from us, you can email us at diva advice at gmail dot com. That is D I V A A D V I C E diva advice at gmail dot com. So let's get into it. Dear Divas, so I'm in love with a wonderful woman who has it all together. She has a decent paying job, own paid off car, and her own house. Yes. She she doesn't have any children and is a beautiful person inside and out. We've been dating for almost four years and we're planning on getting married. We both want to be married and to start a family together. But the problem is I'm not as well put together as she is. I don't Mm -hmm. own anything. I don't have a car or house. Mm, Sound like a come up. Moving on up. Mm. I don't have anything in savings. Ooh, 
<laughs> my girlfriend wants me to sign a prenuptial agreement in which, in the case of a divorce, I wouldn't be able to claim rights to her house. This has become a point of contention between us for a number of reasons. Number one, I don't care anything about her house. When we first started talking, she wasn't living in the house, but she always says, I want this to feel like your home as well. And she wants my opinion on decorations and color schemes, etc. But how can I feel like I belong if she puts that in a prenup? Mm. Why even ask how I feel about the interior at all? Reason number two, I feel like with a prenup and things like that, a person already enters into the marriage with one foot out the door. I believe that subconsciously it can affect decision making and even make it easier to want to get a divorce when they have less to lose from it all. I love this woman and I have too much self-esteem and pride as a man to come after her possessions or money in the event of a divorce. And I need your objective advice. Signed, Anonymous Devo. Hmm. We got a Devo, hey. All right. <laughs> so, I'm going to let you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm I'm very excited, one, that we have a Devo. Mm-hmm. Two, this will be a very condensed <laughs> answer because we are definitely going to be hitting this topic for a full Ooh. hour mm-hmm. <laughs> later in a future podcast with other issues surrounding it. The I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Um but so, uh, yeah, Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So I, it's hard for me to answer. So I'm not gonna say it's hard for me to answer objectively. I will mm-hmm. say that I, you, you wrote into attorneys by trade. Yeah, <laughs> Diva's by choice. Mm-hmm. So we just all about the contracts. Hey. Like, if my answer is coming from that perspective, I understand. So maybe give both. Try to think about it like if this was your cousin and then also as an like try to separate the two. Okay. So I'm going to say very little. I think I understand people that have the perspective that mm-hmm. entering into a prenuptial um, agreement is basically saying that you don't believe that the marriage will last. Right. I do understand that perspective. Um of feeling like, well, it's not based on love. And I totally, now, I, I do agree with him mm-hmm. or understand how he could feel like, well, if you're trying to protect your your house mm-hmm. from a divorce, then it's never really my house. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not, I, even though I'm moving in here, mm-hmm. like, you've let me know from the outset that this is mine. Mm-hmm. So, I don't care if I put up two frames mm-hmm. and, you know, throw down a, a, a carpet. Mm-hmm. You've let me know that this is yours. So, mm-hmm. I definitely understand the feeling of... Um, isolation, not feeling welcome, not feeling like you can actually feel like that house is both of you guys Mm -hmm. once you move in. Gotcha. Um, However, understanding that as I do, Mm -hmm. I will say when you enter, when you get anything that you have to sign a contractual agreement for, because you do have to sign a marriage license, you do Mm -hmm. have to sign a contract, and people often use that as unfortunately a, a negative reason of saying when they you know people that don't want to get married mm-hmm. or you know marriage is just a contract it just makes it legal right so <laughs> under the guise that marriage is a contract mm-hmm. that makes it legal when you enter into any contract you enter you buy a car mm-hmm. when you buy anything that requires you to sign a contract there are protections yeah 
for both people, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to protect both sides. So I don't see since marriage is a contract or the um, institution of marriage mm-hmm. is a contract that you have to enter in for legal replications, mm-hmm. then I, I, for me, I don't see a prenup as saying I, I'm citing this because I might get a divorce from you. Uh-huh. I, I just think it protects assets. And um, unfortunately, in this situation, I, I would say to you, it may seem a little harsher because you were saying that you don't have anything mm-hmm. where she has everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in that uh, prenup is really going to seem one sided because you're really not protecting anything on your end. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, they may have less, but you can still protect um, things. As people get married older, mm-hmm. you know, they have children, mm-hmm. um, things that you have worked for for your kids. If mm-hmm. you got married and the next day you, you know, I don't know, you know, something happened within the year or so, you wouldn't want that person going into your child's 529 having access to that. Right. Because you changed, you know, the beneficiaries or whatever to your, to your wife, to, mm-hmm. you know, life insurance policies, all that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you might be able to protect that by putting it into the agreement of what you want it to go to. So mm-hmm. it can protect more than it's not to me. It's just a protection mechanism of if. Mm-hmm. And I think that's any contract. Right. You just mm-hmm. have to look at it more. So um, take out the emotional mm-hmm. um, component of it. Mm hmm. And just look at it as a contract of, you know, it's any contract. If you were purchasing that house, mm-hmm. you can trust and believe that that lender mm-hmm. <laughs> made you sign a contract with so many stipulations mm-hmm. about what would happen if it didn't work out. But when you signed that with the lender, you didn't look at them and say, oh, you're making me sign this contract because you think I can't make my mortgage payment. Mm. Like you don't you don't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. You're just like, OK. Yeah. Par for the course. Right. So I would just say, you know, kind of just check out some of the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. She's not saying that um, I don't I don't feel like she's saying that she doesn't want to marry you or mm-hmm. that she doesn't that she expects there to be a divorce mm-hmm. because she's asking for this. She's just you know, they're just properties that mm-hmm. are involved mm-hmm. pre marriage and she just wants them to be protected. Yeah, I would say, too, and I would add to what she said. So I I agree Mm -hmm. i think though one thing that i want to point out or or expand upon is you were saying that because it's a contract it's not just for the person who quote has the most right um you know often we hear about prenups with people who have substantial assets you Mm -hmm. know your athletes your celebrities your you know just wealthy individuals but it's a negotiation Mm -hmm. so it's not like just because a person signs a prenup it's like oh we get divorced deuces you don't get anything people negotiate if we're married x amount of time this is what we're gonna Mm -hmm. do if we're married x amount of time this changes to this if we have children so i will say you know i would honestly maybe even sit down because what you don't want is for something to lead into resentment Mm -hmm. so if you are feeling a way about signing it i am not a mental health professional i would say maybe sit with you know some premarital counseling to Mm -hmm. work through the emotions as you said behind that because you don't want to enter it into like well i signed this and she inside i and your wife you know um for assigning it um but i will say that yes it is a negotiation i will say too it's interesting you know she she put one thing in there she could have mm-hmm. as you said she could have put that 401k she could have mm-hmm. slapped some other stuff in there she's interested in protecting that asset and for yeah. whatever reason that's important to her mm-hmm. you know maybe understand or have a conversation as to why that yeah. um 
And it's interesting because if you say, you know, you were saying the main thing is you don't want any of those things, then why is it such a point why of contention? Hmm. If you don't want it and you don't care anyway, then it should just, it's a right. formality. It's showing, right. I don't want it, so I'm just going to sign. It's, it's not a problem. It's showing what you said. It's backing up what you said. Right. So, and I, I don't think, like you said, I don't think that prenups are going into uh, with one foot out the door mm-hmm. because I don't think I think especially when you start you know mixing assets it's not any simpler to separate those things it's not simple to leave a marriage you no. know and that's another episode for another day mm-hmm. there are a lot of things to untangle right. when right, you right. get divorced mm-hmm. prenup or not right. and so I don't think it's a one foot out the door I think like you said you know with it's with any insurance you get car insurance you might have an accident you might not right you know um but I think that but you get it yeah and you do get it <laughs> and I think that you know again talking to her about maybe some of the things that she's seen mm-hmm. or how she feels but I will say again attorney by trade yeah I have seen it when you all in love Oh, I don't want this and I don't mm-hmm. want that. When people go through divorces Ooh, and wait. you're hurt and now you want to hurt them, mm-hmm. it's, it might never be about the money, but it's about hurting them. Right. You know, it, some things can get contentious. And so it is talking about, it's important to talk about those things while you are in love, you right. know. Right. Um, and the last thing that I will say, because I'm a believer of, yes, you do marry a person that you love, but marriage is also part business. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe this is a side that you have to separate the love part and the you know I love I love her dirty draws from the business I'm just I'm just saying you my eyes popped open y'all. <laughs> you gotta separate the two in this conversation because right. there are aspects of your marriage the finances yeah. who's doing what that are more business like and so I hope that this helps I hope you all have a joyful union mm-hmm. and that everything works out let us know how it goes yes, Devo. thanks for writing in and as I said if you want to possibly be featured in our Dear Diva letters mm-hmm. uh, email us at Diva advice at gmail.com Diva advice all right quick tips what you got so we touched on it a little bit actually during our conversation but um i would just say kind of my quick tip is highlighted birds of a feather flock together right mm. so when you're talking about um business building a business we talked about, you know, making sure that you have that mentorship, making sure that you have that support network. Mm-hmm. So you have to look inside of who's in your circle. Mm-hmm. Um, who are those people that you talk to? Um, if you're like, and they always say it, like if you're the best person in your circle, how can you elevate? Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely affects your finances because mm-hmm. if you have a, a dream or a goal, and everybody in your circle is not, don't have that same vision. Mm-hmm. They're not currently, you know, if you have a, a, a goal to have employees one mm-hmm. day, if you have a goal to, you know, teach teach people mm-hmm. one day and everybody in your circle is like kind of just cool working at nine to five sometimes, mm-hmm. working part time <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. when they want to quit a job, they find they mm-hmm. can like how can those people take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important to make sure you are constantly assessing mm-hmm. um, who's in your pool. And I, and I have had this conversation, and it is true, the older you get, you know, because it's, it's easy to build friendships as a child, mm-hmm. right? You go outside, everybody want to ride a bike with right. you. Right. 
and it gets harder the older you get because mm-hmm. people have formed their circles they mm-hmm. form their niches people don't want you in we talked about that crabs in a barrel you know, no new friends mm, that part and we right work, and we went to work all day <laughs> Right. So it is it is hard, but there are groups, mm-hmm. there are ways, there are uh, sports, yeah. you know, golfing. Mm-hmm. There are ways to communicate and to network to build your um, circle so that mm-hmm. you're you're like minded. Yeah. Um, and even with spending, like when you when you're in a certain situation and you're trying to get out of debt mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes you have to cut people off that were spending with you mm. you know because if they had a certain mentality of oh let's splurge at the mall mm-hmm. and you're like well no nah, I want to budget mm-hmm. you think those people are going to be like looking at you like yeah right. I want to start budgeting too right like well you know we could just sit at home with some wine that's cheaper <laughs> no they're going to be like girl stop it let's go out <laughs> swipe right so you know you just have to whatever your goals are you have to You it is so important for you to assess mm-hmm. and build a network build a community that person that you can call up on the phone Mm -hmm. and talk business with you Mm -hmm. if you're you know getting ready to get married and all your friends like are single and partying Mm -hmm. who 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 helping you you know in this relationship advice like it just goes into so many different areas it's just very important to assess your birds Mm -hmm. (laughs) i will say you know it's just very important because you don't the friends you start with don't have to be the friends you end with. Mm-hmm. It just, or at least it doesn't have to be in your tight network. I'm not saying you have to cut off people that have always been there for you. Yeah. But maybe those aren't the people that you're going to for advice. Networking. Maybe those aren't the people, yeah, mm-hmm. that you're calling up on the phone. Mm-hmm. Because your conversation should change. You should yeah. evolve. Yeah. So, you know, the, I would just say that be very mindful of that take the extra time and the energy just as you're building your businesses mm-hmm. it's just as important to build a, a, f- a solid foundation of network yeah um the people that you're you know you might be in a business of um you know might be in a business of lawyers mm-hmm. but your network doesn't necessarily have to be a bunch of lawyers right. it could be a dentist that's mm-hmm. had their own practice. It yep. could be somebody else that knows the grind of being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. knows the grind of how to get grants, yeah. how to get scholarships. You know, yeah. it's just, it's information-based. And being you able may to... even barter services. Right, for sure. as business owners, uh, business owners, your customers aren't necessarily your friends. No. Hmm. So... Hmm. You'll get that on the we way home. We learned that, Diva Sentucky. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just very important. So that that would be my, my, my th- you know, check your birds. Birds of a feather, they do flock together. And it's very important to build your circle. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, we will yes. see you all in a couple weeks. Same time, same channel. <laughs> what? Yes. And we will continue on this Know Your Worth series. It is so important. So thank you for tuning in, fam, and have a great attitude. All right. Bye.